What's up, Changed Up Now What Nation? It is your girl, Coach T. That's right, Tiara Curry. Being a gorgeous woman is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But being a successful businesswoman adds more flavor to the situation. And now speaking of flavor, my next guest has a whole line of them. The road to success has become so much sweeter, but you better believe there were some bitter pit stops along the way that had to get taken care of before getting here. Ladies and gents, please welcome my guest, mobile mixologist, Fitini. Fitini, how are you doing today? Awesome. Life's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Well, I appreciate your interest. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we have a very fun show on today. Uh, sitting down with Fatini, man, she's, I met her actually during the pandemic. I was taking a hiatus, as y'all know, from coaching and speaking and just kind of absorbing uh, new endeavors, new people, fresh material. And she was one of the ones that came up in my feed. And I got a chance to see her do her work. And I was so amazed. So this interview has been a long time waiting, but your girl has been patient and she is finally here. So again, thank you so much, sis. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. So we can't, let me tell y'all something. First of all, we cannot possibly cover her whole entire story on this show. She's been through a lot of different things, but we're going to give you guys a glimpse. And if y'all want to know more at the end of the show, I will leave how you can follow her and go more into her story, courtesy of her own social media and Bluff City Magazine. But before we go through all of that, um, I mean, when it comes to entrepreneurs, you have done a lot. But please explain to the people what it is that you do. I am a mobile bar. I have a drink line called Fitini. Mm -hmm. And it has turned itself into a delivery service also. Mm -hmm. Y'all hear that? <clears throat> mobile. And I have had a chance to see her uh, working at parties. And she also just goes out there in the street and really, you know, get with the people. She's really hands-on. So I did see that. Um, now, you have experienced a lot of success in your life. But could you tell the listeners some of the other avenues of success uh, that you've experienced during your earlier days? Sure. I used to be a preschool owner. I had three preschools. I started my first preschool when I was 26 years old, and um, I was licensed for 30 children. My second preschool, I got in two years after I was licensed for 100 children. And then in that same year of having that daycare, I bought another third daycare in Franklin, Kentucky. And that one was licensed for 100 children as well. My goodness. Before that, I um, bought my first three properties when I was 21. I was a real estate investor. And um, from there, um, I owned a carpet cleaning business for some time with a partner. And um, I went on to become a home health care, licensed home health care provider, just trying to branch out. But um, now I'm doing... I have a food truck and I have my mobile bar business and I 
Mm -mm -mm. I, I was just gonna say, man. Let me tell you something. I have eight children. How in the world did you do? Like, <laughs> you got to have some patience to have a school. Um, yeah, but you have to know how to duplicate and delegate. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the most important part. I have a staff, so mm -hmm. you know it. I built a team, and that's what it's all about, is creating a system. So it's not looking at the business, oh, oh I, that's a lot of work, or I got to do that. Well, yeah, it is, but as long as you're duplicating and delegating, it's not as much work. Just continue to just delegate the workout. See that, y'all? Double D. That's what you call working smart, not hard. You know, um, <clears throat> a lot of us burn out. A lot of us entrepreneurs burn out because – we feel like some of us feel like nobody can do it like we can, you know, or right. get done right if we don't do it. But if you can duplicate and delegate, you got yourself a winner there and some longevity. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a fact, actually. That's a way of thinking. That's a small businessman's way of thinking. I can do everything myself. Mm -hmm. uh, that, And then you have the the businessman and the investor who thinks differently you know they they think to delegate duplicate they think to of uh, on on the lines of investments whereas the small businessman and specialist and this is a um a quadrant from robert kiyosaki that i read back like 20 30 years ago or so it's old to me but um it's it's very profound and it's accurate so it, uh, the small businessman is, that's the way of thinking. The yeah. entrepreneur creates the system and he puts people in position. Mm -hmm. See, bosses make more bosses. Mm. See, the small businessman th is, uh, is thinking not on, on the long of the lines of duplicating. They're, they're thinking on smaller, on a smaller scale. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I kid you not, y'all, to, to my listeners out there, man, I used to, one of my first jobs, like a lot of us, was a fast food joint. And I, at the time, I was only making like $5.15 an hour, okay? And it kind of just threw me aback when the store owner came in. He was asking me how to operate the register. I guess he wanted to get a couple of orders himself or something and just see what it is that we're doing. He did not know how to operate the cash register. However, this man is dressed up in suit and tie. We were told he has cameras of five, the restaurants he owned. Um, the cameras are in his house so he could check in on us at any time. The man is doing great. He's rich. He's successful. So, but then again, when you look around at your fellow cashier, fellow chef or whatnot, like we're like we've been we've been duplicated you know what i'm saying right right <laughs> and we've been delegated out so <laughs> and it takes us to operate his business while he is don't get me wrong he's still handling business but he's also enjoying more of his time too so that he can enjoy you know his life as well so i definitely understand that um right and and that's because he understands the concept of trading time for money. Mm. So this is all a way of thinking. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So that's that's absolutely correct. And man, I caught on to that at a long time ago. Didn't actually do it till later, but that's another story. This is your story today. So speaking of that, because it seems like you became a boss at such an early age. I mean, um, you you've touched you've touched a lot of greatness earlier on. Um, was anybody else in your circle, like your family or friends, was anybody else an entrepreneur that you could, you know, that you looked up to or anything? Um, it's funny that you asked me that, actually. Um, my family, immediate family, no. My parents were not accomplished. Um, they were just working class. But I had a rich mother-in-law. She was a millionaire, actually. And... I watched her. She didn't teach me anything. Rich people don't like to give out the real secret into how to getting their success. They really send you a whole nother direction and they, re they really give you um, blank answers. Uh, that's what I learned about her. She never told anyone anything, but she is who I learned from. I just paid attention to what she taught her children because um, I was, I was there just listening, just being a student. I was on my own at 14. My boyfriend's um, mother, and as she taught her children, I went to school. I just took memorable mental notes. And when, um, and that's really what, how I was exposed to entrepreneurship. Wow. Okay. And uh, we're going to go to the left just for a second. But when you date, uh, when you have a rich boyfriend, does that automatically make you rich too? No, it does not. Um, believe it or not, they, um, his mother hated my guts. Um, so no, yeah, she, she, she actually made life harder for me. Mm. It's kind of funny you ask me this, these questions here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it don't make you rich at all. She, as soon as she found out I was learning from her, she stopped talking around me. Gotcha. I kind of hate when people feel like if they date someone who has a wealthy family member mm -hmm. or, you know, that, that they're automatically just in there. No, baby, you still got to do some work. So mm -hmm. especially if your relationship ain't good. So yeah, I, I put in I put in years, but you know, 16 years I put in, but um and when she found out that I was learning from her, she completely stopped having certain phone conversations around me. She quit letting me ride around with her every day. She um but it was too late. I had already absorbed all of her information. She she already showed me her operation. It was too late. Mm. All right. Now, that's that's. I just want to put that out there, because if you've never dated a successful person on that level, you may not understand. So I just wanted to put that out there for y'all, because I've heard I've heard some women have some crazy conversations. I mean, it's not even about this topic per se, but I've, I've heard, man, I used to thought I used to think that it was just the the men that were crazy. But I've heard women say they wanted to have a baby by a certain person because they wanted the light-skinned baby, the good hair baby, or they wanted an automatic check. And so I just wanted to kind of put that out there from somebody that was so close to a, a highly successful person so that you guys could know. So, 
you know, don't slip up and base your future off of somebody else's success. You got to put in your own to, to genuinely have it. And that's the great thing about being an entrepreneur, like a, a successful one. You kind of can create your own world. And when you look at it, uh, at the end of the day, nobody can say, I gave you this or because of me. You know, people like to hang that over your head. But you can give all the glory to God and also contribute to your success and hard work, too. So. I agree. All right. Now let's get back to it. Um, what are some of the, what is one of the stumbling blocks that you've had to conquer while becoming a business owner? Was it, was it naysayers? Was it a financial thing or what, what did you have to come up against on your way up? I was, I was in an abusive relationship actually. And um, he used to, he used to beat me up like six days a week. And um, he knocked my teeth out, and he would strangle me. And he would put plastic bags over my head until, like, my body wasn't moving anymore. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I went through a lot with him. But um, I continued, believe it or not, he would beat me up, and I would just get right back up, and I'll continue to do my research. And I would just continue to keep going. And so that was part of the stumbling blocks. Um, I mean, hey, I, I'm from I'm from West LA. I grew up in the trenches. That's a stumbling block in itself. I've been on my own since I've been 14 years old. I raised myself. So that's a stumbling block. Uh, I had my first child. I got pregnant at 15 years old. Stumbling block. Uh, my my father was abusive. He's manic depressive and bipolar. He was adopted. He was on his own at 14. So he was, he was, he has a lot of trauma that he hasn't dealt with. Okay. Um, stumbling blocks. I had my in-laws call the state on me and get my children taken away from me because I was successful with my preschool. I've had my employees attack my empire because they were jealous of me and they wanted it for themselves and they wanted to steal my vision for themselves. Becoming successful comes with a lot because everybody wants what you have. So, you know, um, it's a lot that comes with it. Those are all stumbling blocks for me because I have to learn that why people was really around me. I had to learn to question why is someone standing next to me? Because if you don't question why is someone standing next to you, you will not, uh, you could miss, they could be a distraction. And, mm. and, and you have to eliminate and delegate and duplicate as you are climbing up your entrepreneur ladder. So the, um, I've, I've been through a lot um, of stumbling blocks. I've been to jail. And when I went to jail and I was indicted on three charges and um, I sat in there for seven months by the time I got out because I had no support. I lost my home. I lost my children. I lost my vehicles. Um, I've been through, a, I've had a lot of stumbling blocks, T. Mm. But, um, you know, that's small stuff to a giant. Challenges make champions. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I embrace 
my challenges so um so I could enjoy the journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's something that you mentioned too that was interesting and that's actually my next question uh somewhere between all of your work in the community like when you're out there working with your clients or whatnot and your customers and between living life and becoming a mother you came a, you became a mother and no matter what age you became one, you still had to juggle motherhood, business, and regular life as a woman. How did you juggle all of that, especially the motherhood part? Motherhood, <laughs> life, and business. How do I juggle all that? Yes. Girl, I'm asking myself that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking myself that question right now. Um. <laughs> How did I do that? You know, a lot of stuff I, I asked myself, how did I start a preschool with $3,000? How did I make $250,000 that year? And I was 26. I don't know how I did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. How on earth? I, I didn't even have my second month's rent for my building. Um, How did I do it? I'm a praying woman. And that's the only way I see I did it is the strength I get from the most high. Just to be honest. I was like for 30 kids, 24 hour preschool. I turned 250K that year when I was 26 years old. So like how, you know, I just um I just I just I don't I can't even answer that. Um, don't don't because, feel bad. Don't yeah, feel bad because nobody because, can never answer that question, really. To be honest, yeah. Because <laughs> the only place I get my strength from is is the Most High, because I really don't have it alone. I really don't. I'm I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. Mm-hmm. I'm fearless, but I'm fearless because of who walks beside me. You you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I just um. Honestly, the only way I could answer your question is I'm a praying woman and I'm a woman of faith. I just put my best foot forward and I give every day 120% because I will never regret giving 120%, but I will regret giving 50% or 80%. And I don't like to live life with a lot of regret. I try to limit my regret in all that I do. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And yeah, and I don't know why, but this is a question. This is one of the first questions that I asked you when I first became acquainted with you. And um, we just have a couple more questions before I shift over to the brighter side of things. But when I first saw her, you guys, I was like, okay, she's a woman. Because she didn't do a lot of pictures to show who she was at first that I could see. But I'm like, okay. Then when I saw her, I was like, oh, wow. She's a beautiful woman. (laughs) So how did you separate or how do you separate getting hit on when you're out there working from your work? It comes up all the time. This girl is important, y'all. So so you want me to tell my customers? (laughs) Uh uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. And you said, if I don't want to ask a certain thing. <laughs> you okay, want me to... okay. 
I'm going to take her off the burner. <laughs> I'm going to take her off the burner for that. But I do want y'all to know this. She's about her business at the end of the day. She loves her customers and her clients, but she's still about business. So with y'all, now I'm going to say this. This ain't her talking now. It's me. So if, when y'all see her out there doing her thing, please keep it keep it on the business side now. I mean, come on now. That's At the end of the day, that's what she's there for. But for the most part, um, I control the energy, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and <laughs> I basically control the conversation. Um, I beat them to the punch, basically. I already know what they're going to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah. know, I yeah. just... Um, it's like a game. It's an art. And I just try to perfect it every day and how I deal with people with my conversation and keep it as brief and professional and be as polite and just thank you for the compliment. But my number is 833-5TINI for a reason. So when people ask for my number, I give them that number. Then they say, okay, she's all about her business. Exactly. And that's good. That that speaks volumes. And it really is. As being a woman, it, it you really kind of get used to the questions. You already know it's going to be asked in some kind of shape or fashion or form before it's even asked. But um, she really handles herself so just, just in a bold manner and graceful, really. That's just what I observed. So Well, thank you, T. Um, my, it's important to me, actually. Class is important. Good. Tact is important. Um, integrity is important. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Thank you for noticing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I be seeing folks doing stuff out here and I just, I can't, <laughs> I cannot. But you know, when you got your mind set to something, when you got a mission, when you got a purpose, nothing's going to stop you. But part of that's because my great grandmother helped raise me a lot. And she told me as a child, know that you were beautiful before you even walk outside. You know, that way when somebody tells you something like that, you're not just so giddy about it, but you you have that confidence already. It's not being cocky. It's just saying, it's just looking at yourself and giving compliments and love to yourself because, you know, a lot of our women have fallen into these relationships and situationships all because somebody finally gave them a compliment. And that's why I'm I'm always complimenting people. I've complimented beautiful women and they'll be like, really? Thank you. I'm like, yeah. And you never know what you, what comes out of your mouth can make somebody's day or it can break somebody's day. You don't know when that person is on their last straw or when they just need a little uplifter. So, you know, y'all have to watch what you say to people because you never know what they're going through, no matter how much success they have, no matter what sits in their bank account or who they are. We're all people at the end of the day. But this woman is very, she's, she's, y'all will see once y'all go to her, you know, her page and and start dealing with her. And some of y'all already know who she is as her followers are listening in too. But um, before we shift over to the brighter side, you had a humbling moment, um, as you call it. And it was dealing with when you came out of jail or somewhere along that journey. Um, how did that humble you? And you know, how did that humble you? And how did that change you? I never worked a job in my life. Okay. I didn't work a job. I'm going to tell my age a little bit here. But um. I didn't, I worked my 
I really worked a job and needed it when I was 36. I never needed a job in my life. Mm. I always cut my own check. So when I got out of jail, not having a house, a car, I didn't even have any clothes. I lost all my clothes. So I, was, I wasn't even looking like myself. It was working, someone telling me what to do, serving people, serving people their drinks, their food. <laughs> that's humbling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's humbling because in my head, I was thinking some other stuff. Like, you do not know who I am, and I am serving you. You have no idea, you, like, who I am. Like, this is, it was surreal in my own head, what was happening. Like, oh, my gosh, I only worked 15 hours a week, and I touched $50,000 a month, and I am serving people right now. Is this, this is happening. This is really happening. So... Hmm. That was very humbling. And people actually treated me like a worker. I've never been treated like a worker before. I've never been treated like, like, like the ant. Mm. Like, yeah, I've always been like the boss, the giant. But nobody knew who I was. I was new to Memphis. So no one, no one knew my history in Nashville, you know, or about, you know, my business background. And I, I I didn't tell nobody neither. I let I, I I let it be a learning lesson to see how people treated me as a worker, because I know how they treated me as a millionaire. But now I want to see how they treat me as a worker. Yeah. And so that's when I learned people. It's like going to college for psychology. Just pay attention to how people treated me as I walked worked behind that bar and served them. And it was a lot of snooty. Like women to come in there with their bags, you know, with they with their expensive designer bag, and they kind of talked to me like like I was less, like because they didn't know who I was, and yeah. I just I just listened, like I just was like, wow, I used to act like her, yeah, I used to be there. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'm so happy God showed me how I used to look, cause I don't want to <laughs> look like that no more. <laughs> I don't want to look like that. She she knew money. That's new money. That's how new money mm. act. I mm. uh, see now. Now I'm old money. I don't. I can be humble now. I done been there. I done that. I don't have nothing to prove to nobody. If you know who I am, because if you know who I am, it's because you a queen yourself, a king yourself, on top of your throne. Because those are the only people who gonna know who I am. And don't it look real ugly when it when you're looking at it on another person as opposed to when you're looking in the mirror. It's almost like you cannot believe that's who you once was. I was once that. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I was, a, I was so horrible. Um, I was humble. I like the woman who I am today. Yes. Yeah. All right, girl. Yeah. I, man, I had those moments too. Y'all know y'all cannot deny that. Everybody, I believe, has had that moment when you've done something, you learn from it. Then when you see it on somebody else, you like, you like you want to say something, but you're like, that's what I used to do. Yeah. Well, I did that yesterday. Okay, I got to change. It looks so different when you're looking at somebody else. And the thing is this, though, what you don't want to do, uh-huh. you, you want to learn from your head and really not out your butt because <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot of money. You know, the object of life, it should be to plan to avoid the pitfalls not run right into them. 
you know, those pitfalls are going to cost you a lot of time, a lot of money, you know. Sure. But, um, yeah, man, but. That's, and that's, that's like the most realest example that I've heard in quite some time, how she was humble, man. Yeah, it, it, it really goes, when I'm just sitting here reminiscing about it, um, not having a car, and I'm, I'm used to nice cars. You know, like, that's hard. When you're used to driving a brand-new Corvette, mm-hmm. brand-new Escalade, you're you used to nice stuff. And 40, you know, houses over 4,000 square feet. And now I'm having to live in something, like, smaller. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, that's that's humbling. Mm-hmm. That's so humbling because you, you um, when, you're, when you are up and you're making a certain amount of money, your neck can kind of start to snapping. And, you know, that's, and that's the worst thing you can do. And that's what I did. And that's why I was humbled. And that's just my journey. I changed. And um, when people meet me, they really think I don't know who I am because I'm so humble. Maybe I might be too humble, but but I just don't want to miss any life lessons being self-absorbed any longer. Right. I don't want to prolong the inevitable any longer from being so into self because this flesh this self-absorbing flesh. I don't. I don't want to be so um, superficial, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm. I, I got over myself. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. All right. Well, let's shift a little bit now. You went to bartending school. You tried to get a a, a job bartending. Um, you spent over three hundred bucks one time on gas, parking, just trying to do this whole interviewing thing. You kept getting turned down. Um, eventually you got your own business. So at what point did you realize that you finally had a lucrative product and idea here? Well, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, because it was for you to just fold a towel and be like, you know what? I I can't even get a bartending job. How can I even start my own? Well, okay. That's a good question. I'm going to answer that as best as I can. So I told myself, I think we all are guilty of this. I told myself, hey, I'm going to start this daycare, but I don't have any money. I'm going to have to get a job and I'm going to have to do it like this um, and so I can pay for the daycare. So that was my vision. But God said something else. God said I didn't need that bartending job. And my daycare flourished and rolled without it. Mm. So um, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, I ended up not needing it. Um, I just, I'm a visual person. I just put these goals in my mind and I, I, I have like long-term goals and I break my long-term goals down to short-term goals. And I just told myself in order to keep to get through this month. So I, I don't go too far into the future. I focus on the present more so and dissect it from there. And so I basically just said, okay, my rent is X amount of dollars. I have to make this number this month so I can make it to next month. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's basically, if that answers it. I don't but even now, know if I answered it. But now, no, that's, that's great. But 
when you first had the birth of that first drink, I don't know where you like. Oh, we talking about drinks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. We talking about that business. Yeah, because when you first, I mean, were you making something for friends? Were you just mixing something up for yourself? What happened was the pandemic happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, the bars got shut down and I had to get creative with my Mm -hmm. thinking. So Mm -hmm. I mixed, I was already, I had already bartended at several bars in Memphis. When and um, I've learned a lot behind the bar, so I just mixed the drinks. I free poured it and I put it, and everybody just loved it. I'm still using the same exact um, ingredients, measurements, everything to this day from my first pour. When um, I, I, I sold them, I made like I didn't even make a lot of drinks. It's, I probably made like 40 drinks, and somebody bought like my whole cooler. Oh. It just yeah, and, and every time I would go out, I just saw myself, man, they, they just go so quick. And every time I walked away, because I, I didn't have a name for my drink when I started. There was no label on my drink. So people would say, man, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when I walk away, everybody kept saying, man, this is fine. So that's how Five Teeny was born. I just put the teeny on the end. Mm. You know, so the people named my drink. And they chose it. And I'm here today because of the people. You know? So that's really how I did it. I just like to be good at what I do. I like for people to um I'm gonna I just I like to be good at everything. If I'm gonna do it, just be the best at it. I don't care what it is, be the best at it. Exactly. And um man, before I go to my next question, it's like I wanted to know who gave you permission to go on a tour, Miss Fatini, and what are the tours like? <laughs> oh, you mean um, the long-lived off tour that I'm on right now? Yes, ma'am. Well, Grove Hero is the person who gave me the permission because it is his tour that he did in memory of Young Dolph and his passing. Wow. Yeah, it's really deep, honestly. I'm getting a lot of recognition. I just came back home, and I'm seeing that it's so worth it, what I'm doing. And I'm about to hop back on the tour tomorrow, and I'll be in Chicago, and I'll be on tour for the rest of the month. Um, Really, you know, I've seen Grove do these tours. He did a tour last year. And when I saw it, you know, I think I, I pulled up on him in Nashville, and... I made some money, and I said, "Dang, I make some. I make money behind, beside this dude." So when I see him on his page, wherever he is, I pull up because I know I'm gonna make money around him. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of debo my way, but it was really mm-hmm. a blessing too at the time because I met his girlfriend, and she actually put a good, uh, Lily put a good word in for me, and I, it, it was just a chain of events because. Really, I don't think I don't, I don't think I you know, I think I got lucky on that one to get on this tour, honestly. That's all right. Yeah, it's a it's a forty two city tour. So so far um um we've man, we've hit like twenty six cities or something like that since March the third. But um every day uh, we just felt like leaping, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When when you want different results in your life, you gotta do something different. 
you know, I don't like um I don't like getting being comfortable, you know, like too comfortable with the way things are. So I like to challenge my champions and a tour was a perfect way to challenge my champions and step it up a notch because I've already went to different city to city myself, but networking with a group of people with a large, with a paper route, having a large following and a lot of respect in the streets. Um, I'm gaining a lot of fans and a lot of followers. Um, I just, it, it just seemed like a chess move. Just to be honest, it seemed like a chess move and it's fun. I'm having fun. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I just wanted y'all to know out there that, you know, and I didn't know about the um, Young Dolph situation, but, um, you know, God bless all of that and the fans from, from him and his work too. But a lot of times, a lot of us wait for permission to do something. Oh, that's a good one. You see what I'm saying? And, and uh -huh. even her, her business was in order. She didn't wait for nobody to validate that decision to do this tour. She, she says she felt froggy and it felt like a chess move. So that's basically why I asked that question. We don't need permission. I feel like if God put it in our hearts for us to do something, start with what you have start with where you are and, and everything else is going to come. I'm pretty sure the first day that, you know, Fitini was birthed and it was a thing, maybe she didn't see it going this far at first. Never did. Never. I yeah. never woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to start a drink line. Never. Mm -hmm. That never happened. <laughs> it, yeah. it started itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you looking for an inspirational speaker to enhance the mission of your next event? If so, go to www.cu-nw.com now and book Coach T for your next event. Back to the show. Basically, I mean, I get up, I put my best foot forward, but um, to, I, I can't even rush this. This is, Fightini is not even on my timing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying the journey. Like, I'm getting, I'm meeting all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of different doors opening. But sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you got to walk in faith. And that's what I do, T. I just walk in faith and not by sight. Because your eyes can deceive you. Mm -hmm. But if I walk in faith and use my spiritual eye, then if, if I go off of what I can't see, and, and to me, that's everlasting. Man, I'm telling you, especially at the top of the pandemic, sis. I mean, everybody was deceived for, for, for a minute. It was like, what can I do now? Jobs is closing down. Business is closing down. Okay. You might have been used to operating your business one way. But because of this pandemic, now you got to change and revamp the way you do things or start a new venture. And, and I remember right before the pandemic, I bought a box of my books that I wrote, thinking that I was going to go ahead and do these conferences and stuff. Soon as I soon as that box landed on my steps, they officially announced the pandemic. I'm like, God, can't do no can't do no physical conferences because everything closed down. 
And it didn't matter who you were, you had to revamp your business. So I'm just excited that even through the midst of everything that was going on with the, the, the people dying, the, the sicknesses, the depression rate spiking, suicidal rate increasing, which is why we do the show. We just want to provide more inspiration during this time. She was still able to, you know, go forth with her vision. She said she wow. didn't wake up thinking that this was going to be her life. So if you would have asked her this, you know, several years ago, she it, 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 she couldn't even expound on it at the time because she was in a different place. Right. We all were in a different space <laughs> at that at some point in time. So um, so that's what that's that's what's happening. Even now, if your business and, and it's crazy because I've had clients whose businesses doubled and tripled during the pandemic. You know, yeah, it's it's been a real blessing. The, the pandemic was a blessing for me, but me personally, I don't practice habits, so I'm always mm. looking for the solution. Always looking for the solution, and and, and I stumbled across fighting. Well, matter of fact, it stumbled across me. It found me. Yes, yes, and y'all, let me tell y'all something, man. Her. Her tours and when she's working, it just seemed like so much fun. Like I said, I was introduced during the pandemic at the top of it, actually. And I was just amazed at her interaction with her clients. Uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty entertaining to me to see the responses that people get, um, that we get when we're watching her video clips or whatnot. So... To you, um, what are some of the most memorable clients or encounters that you've had since promoting your brand? I have so many good memories with my drink. I just, it's a huge, I love, man, man, where do I start? You know, when I'm out there, I can say something to somebody and they be, and they be like, man, thank you. You know, sometimes I say something that moves someone's soul and I'm like, wow, I'm out here selling drinks, but I just move somebody's spirit or encourage them, you know, to think differently or move different or, you know what I mean? Like, yes. for me to be um, that powerful, you know, uh, to touch someone like that, that's very rewarding to me. That, um, I've met a lot of celebrities that been like gravitating to my drink. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I have fun when I look around and I gonna got the whole room. Like everybody's having a good time because of me. Like wow. I helped I I helped them have a great time that night. Like I love that. I get so many DMs and so many messages. People go out of their way to tell me their experience with my drink. They don't even put it on my page under my post. They make it more private. Like, they don't want to want to see it. They go right. on my DMs or they'll text me. And I get these texts all the time. And that's that's the that's rewarding to me. Mm. And um, being able to wake up in a different city every day and I could be on, the, on a road trip for two and a half months and I could, like, make it out there but look at me selling drinks on tour like a rapper <laughs> 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 on tour like a rapper selling drinks and uh people are loving them from city to city it's amazing and you people remind, are reaching out and you remind me of a dj when the dj is when the dj finally connects with the with the crowd and he yeah. can look at all of the people dancing to the music that he's putting together 
but you get to look out at the crowd and see that everybody is is enjoying themselves and you've helped that i mean Every, when i get a, a phone call at eight in the morning and it's my regular saying hey i need eight peach passions i'm at their hospital and I get these, these are my rewards. When I open my eyes and saw it in my driveway, like, hey, let me get five of them things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are my rewards. When I go to LA and I'm just, tri I'm chilling in my, in my LA crib and my daddy and my daddy and stuff and my family house, I'm chilling. And I get a phone call and somebody pulling up on me outside to buy 10, 15. They, 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 they come to me. You know, you know how many liquor stores you had to pass? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know how many people you could have called? Now, you got all these different drinks, but you choose Fitini. That is rewarding. Mm -hmm. I get rewarded every day with this drink. When people walk mm -hmm. up to me and they say, hey, wasn't you in Texas at a car show? Hey, let me get two of them candy girls. That's oh. rewarding. When people walk up to me and say, hey, I saw you in Atlanta. Wasn't you in Atlanta? At the mall, you you had them drinks. Hey, let, hey, man, we all hey, get us all straight. Yeah, yeah, we about to buy the bar. They didn't mean buy drinks then, but they buying them now. We in a whole different city. Mm. That that's rewarding. When I'm walking down Venice Beach and I hear somebody say, "Buy her drinks, buy her drinks," I'm like, "Who is that saying that to me? <laughs> Who is that?" And I and I look, I see somebody with a Fitini bottle. And I'm like, dude, where did you get that? I did not sell you that today. I don't even remember you. I see so many people. I didn't remember them. And he said, oh, I bought this three days ago. I said, you still sipping on that thing? Wow. Man, that is rewarding. I live in Memphis. But when I'm out, people recognize me in different cities, wherever I go. That's rewarding. I went out Saturday, and there was nobody. Like It was like everybody. It was so many people that knew who I was. Like I don't, I could just, I could just be seen and make my money now, because they most people know who I am. Girl, this is rewarding. I'm having fun. <laughs> no, I know. And speaking of your brand, what are some of the flavors, and what's the most popular flavor? Well, it depends on which city you're in for the most pop. You know, for because different coasts like different things, but. Mainly in the South, they love strawberry Hennessy, peach Hennessy. They love their brown. They love their whiskey, you know. Um, on the West Coast, they like their brown, but they love tequila. You know, some more tequila in certain coasts, in certain places. But uh, for the most part, my number one sellers would be my Hennessy drinks, peach passion, strawberry passion. And what does the candy girl have in that? It's a crown apple drink, like a sour apple Jolly Rancher. My drink, I have 10 different flavors. So I have something for every palate. I have something for the social drinker and the drinker who drinks more so often. Um, I, I have something for the person who, you know, there, there's a lot of people who don't drink just because liquor is disgusting. And it, it is to me, liquor is disgusting. And I was one of those people who would go out but make those faces and get those drinks and you'd be like, Ugh, you, you, you want to feel good and you want right. to enjoy yourself with your friends so you want to have a drink with them, but it's like hard to drink. So Fitini is a drink that's easy to drink. It's enjoyable and it's also smooth. 
And then if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, they'll just call your number and place their order or they just go online and set it up like that. Yes, they can go to fightini.com and they can place their order on there and it, uh, their payment as well. Okay. Hey, y'all, before I let this beautiful young lady go, we do have a couple more questions for her before we wrap up. Um, Fi, if there was anything that you could change about your journey, and I do mean through it all, what would it be? Someone asked me a question the other day, and they, um, they something similar to that. And I said, wow, I would ask that my parents I would wish that they would have protected me. I just wanted to be protected. So I didn't go through, so, so I didn't go, have to go through so much pain in my life. That's deep. And yeah, we're going to touch on that too. Um, that's a very big part. Like we were talking about this off air, you guys, and people don't realize, especially for you parents, for us parents, like, we owe a responsibility to these kids because it really does map out their future. It's uh, it's one of those things that stick with you. The good times and the bad times, they stick with you even as an adult. If somebody had, they have an idea, they have a drink, but they don't know like how to get started with that. They want to be like you. Well, <laughs> Yeah, they want to be like you. How how would they how would they get like what's the first steps to actually doing what you do? Well, I'm a I'm a businesswoman first. With any type of business venture, you need to structure it. It's the structure of it, it's the positioning of it. You are your billboard. You know, you sell yourself first. Keep your product in people's face. You got to keep you, you got to keep it in their face. And that would be your advice to any entrepreneur to keep their to keep your brand in their face. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. There's different businesses, but it's all got the same type of they all got something in common and for structuring and the way you need to set it up. So when it comes to a product, you have to keep it in people's face. Uh, you uh, use your your social media. It's free, free marketing. Consistency. You got to be consistent. Mm. Uh, you, you can't oversell yourself neither. There is a such thing as that, overselling. Uh, that's called over-talking. Mm. And uh, you can talk yourself out of a sale. Don't let a person feel like they just been sold. They should feel like, like they just got something great and it's like a thank you. They like, like you helped them out, but not like they feel like sold. So if, if you're in the business of sales, I don't care what it is, but don't just take the money and leave, you know, engage with your customers a little bit more. I engage with my customers. I'll get a review from them right there. That's engagement. So find a way that you like to engage with your customers, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what anything, though. I don't care what business it is. It's, it's like what I do with the drink. This is the same format I done with my daycare. The same format I did with uh, when I was in real estate, when I was a real estate investor. Um, uh, carpet cleaning. It's, it's all the same. Mm, okay. um, yeah, when I built my business, when I built my daycare, 
I didn't have any money. I told you I didn't have any money. I took some plywood and I cut it up in eight pieces at Home Depot and I painted it white and I got stencils. And at three in the morning on Friday, because the city picks up your signs on the um, at a certain time and I learned when they pick them up. So I'll go out at like three in the morning and I'll hit up my area. I work an area. I don't try to, I target areas. As you can see, it's a way of thinking that I have. Um, and they, you have to, in order for you to put your brand in a position to win, you have to think like this. <laughs> Man, that's that's actually good. And one of the biggest things I heard her say was consistency. And that is so like, if you guys go to her page, y'all will see that she's very consistent. She's always out there. And even now she's on a tour. Um, passion, the passion. You got to have passion. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I couldn't do what I'm doing if it wasn't for the love. And what do you do on those days? Uh, like, what do you do to pep yourself up on those days when you may not feel like getting out the bed or, or you may not feel like dealing with anybody today? What do you do on those days to get yourself pepped up? <laughs> That's a good question. You're good at this. Might <laughs> I say? Um, <laughs> what the girl? Girl, I don't do nothing sometimes. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I ain't going to lie. Because I, I'm not I'm not in a rush to get rich. Mm. Yeah, I, I know who I am. I know I'm rich already. So I'm not in a rush to get rich. Mm. I can recoup, revamp, go back in tomorrow. When, mm. when my, because mm. my energy has to be good. I'm dealing with people several personalities yeah. so my energy and my place of peace got to be correct when i go outside you yeah see what I mean? absolutely yeah because i'm not just selling a drink i'm selling energy you <laughs> know what i'm saying oh yeah i'm selling a whole vibe because you like my energy you like my vibe right like that's what it is so <laughs> i'm selling you energy like you like my attitude your attitude controls your altitude. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, like if somebody say, like if you're not feeling it that day and somebody is like, um, hi, miss, could I get a Jolly Rancher girl? Do it look like I got Jolly Rancher girl? No, 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 no. <laughs> when I don't feel like it, this is what happens. Okay. I get my delivery line be jumping. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the days I don't feel like it, people come to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying though, what what you're saying is so in, is so good because like you can't serve the people with a bad attitude. No, Maybe you can't. I, right before I go to speak, I literally had a situation a few years ago. I had to speak. What I did when I got to the location, I went into the bathroom, cried my last little tears over it. I tried to keep it together. <laughs> The, before getting there but cried my last little tears threw some water on my face patted my face and I looked in the mirror and I said you got this went out there blew them out the water so this is this is this stuff is real life especially being consistent and dedicated such as yourself it I mean we human too but we gotta have those moments with ourselves we gotta make sure that our our um attitude is on point you yeah know? Because, come on now, everybody got a situation. So the last thing somebody want is for her to put her, her attitude and problems on them. They looking for, for an outlet when they come to her. 
So yeah, well, well, and and also, all right, this is important. I see a lot of people do this right here. Okay. Now, whatever their situation that they got going on at home, they wear that. They wear that outside. Mm-hmm. And you and you expect somebody to want to do business with you, which uh, let's say your photography business or anything, but you're showing people that your business is not doing good. <laughs> mm. I'm not gonna want to spend money with you. How they doing that? Like because what's the because they, they attitude, they attitude, and they too short. They too short, and it's it's showing frustration, like financial frustration. Cause you, it's it's like you strain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your business not doing good, and you don't need nobody to know that. Right. Right. Yeah. You you if you riding around with a dirty car, hey, it look like your business is doing bad. Why is somebody gonna want to sit buy from from you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't be out there with no dirty nails and no dirty car. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it looked like my business is struggling. Right. Right. Yeah. And and when I see when I when I see you and this is my last question here. When I see you sis um online doing your thing, it looks like you you take pretty good care of yourself. In <laughs> those days <laughs> that you may not feel like doing XYZ, you still always look good in the public eye. Now, my question to you is as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a mom, you know, just as a person, what do you do for self-care? Are you one of those candle type females that like to take uh, bubble baths to unwind, <laughs> like to do Netflix and chill? <laughs> do, do, do you get a glass of fatini? Like what, what do you do for self-care to reward yourself after all that hard work? Oh, wow. Um, I like to invest in myself, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, I might, you know, go buy me a new smile or something. You know, something oh. that makes you know that makes me feel good when I smile. Like, oh, my teeth are so white. Like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I invest in myself, so um, that's fun to me. Good. I, I like to see my money. So okay. um, I don't travel. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I do instead of um, you know, going out and just throwing money and stuff. Um, f- fun to me is this tour. This is I'm I'm having fun like this is really how I enjoy myself. People think I'm working. I'm like I'm working, but I'm really having fun. I uh, I don't really do much to be honest. All I do is um invest in myself for self care. I'm always um into myself. Like my dad was real um hard on me as a little girl. He always said my toes are not supposed to have a chip in them. My nails shouldn't have a chip. Like I'm really into myself. Mm. I'm very well kept, you know, like my body, um, all of that, all that stuff helped with sales. Fine. Yeah, you, you, huh? I'm glad we just doing audio right now, because boy, one of my nails just chipped off yesterday. I ain't gonna lie. So, good thing you can't (laughs) see that (laughs) right now. Well, no, you know, even still, people, one nail ain't gonna do it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Being being well killed, like put together, mm-hmm. you walk bolder. You yeah. walk more confidently. So that's what you that's what I do. That's how I, that's my self-care. Self-care yeah. is loving self. And and that's everything in the in-between. Whatever is loving yourself, that's self-care to me. 
Yes, ma'am. And Rihanna just said something like that, too. She said, you know, she pregnant and all. Shout out to Riri. And she was saying how sometimes she don't feel like getting up and doing it, you know, sometimes. But she dressed herself up. She makes sure her makeup is on point. And she feels like she's the baddest woman in the world. Now, I know that was some marketing, too. But <laughs> the point is, is that you kind of it comes to a point where you feel the way that you look. Yeah, and it works. And yeah. I use it to my advantage every day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, self-care, man, it's just everything, girl. You, you will not see me out at the mailbox looking any kind of way. I'm going to tell you that right now. Ooh, girl. <laughs> I'm t I'm, I, I, I had a man say, do your toes ever not be done? No, mm -hmm. because how am I sell something with some some uh, messed up toes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How how you keeping everything else? How you preparing this stuff? <laughs> like if you got if, if you got some plaque on your teeth, no sir, I don't want your plate. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? I'm just saying you you are a walking billboard. I made myself a walking billboard. That's mm -hmm. just what it is. Wherever I go, I'm working. It might not even look like I'm working, but I know I got your attention because I keep myself together. I'm a well-kept woman. And that's all. That's what's up. Oh, you know what? I'd, I'd be remiss if I did not ask this, um, but the people want to know, are you single? Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, it's if, complicated. If people hear this. Well, no, it's not complicated. I kind of tell people that I'm always in a relationship, so they'll kind of, you know, that's kind of, you asked me earlier, how do I get people to kind of smash back up off me when I'm, <laughs> you know, you know, I might, you know, say I am. <laughs> I've been, I've been single though for seven years. And um, yeah, I haven't. I date every now and again, but I really don't date too much because I like to protect my energy and my peace. And right. a lot of people, they just, they, they, we not in the same place mentally. And I just don't need no distractions right okay. now. I don't need no distractions right now. So yeah, single something. Yeah. But um, no, I don't want to be with, I'm not going to be just with anybody. My standards mm -hmm. are too high. My standards mm -hmm. are high. You, you're gonna have to be on my thinking level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, I, and and I'm not gonna bring you up to my level. You have to already be assembled. So let's just right. If anybody and got any thoughts out there, just go ahead and fall. <laughs> just not build a bear, build a man. We're not doing that. <laughs> Girl, you said a mouthful right there. I hope y'all sisters heard that. All right. We're not just accepting anything and anybody. So oh, no. get, get time some... is precious. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and my peace. And I don't, you know, men are tricky. They'll get you in a relationship and tricky. Like uh, they, they could act like they know God or anything, you know, or <laughs> they can act like they are, are, are one way. But then once they get you where yep. they want you, then they show you who they really are. And now they throw in your mental space off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you can't even perform at full, a hundred percent capacity because they, they are their dreams and goals don't line up with yours. So mm -hmm. I'm not wasting time with not, not a what, what Trina's saying. No, now, not a now. 
men who dreams and goals do mm-hmm. not line up with mine. And I don't want to go another seven years alone, but I'm going to tell you, I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it. I do it because my peace and is, is worth being protected. And like I said, I can't live with giving myself less than 100%. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to look in the mirror and like Ravita Fightini. I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Love is important, and I do want it. But you gotta, you gotta be in the right place for me mentally, spiritually, and all that goals, all that. Like you can't talk about it. You gonna. You gotta be about it. And right. and 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 I'm gonna show. I'm like. Girl, what they what the Chicago people they be like? I'm from Show Me State. Yeah, like you you gotta show me, man. No breaks. Mm. Show me. I'm not listening to what you say. I'm looking at what you do, cause I don't got no time. People waste your time. If you let them, they'll waste it. If you give it to them, mm-hmm. they'll waste it. If you just sit there and listen to all they, girl, please. That's why when you say, "How do I control the conversation?" Easy. Like when I'm out there selling, it's easy to control the conversation, cause I I know what I'm on. They just don't know yet. Shoot. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's the thing when you know yourself and your standards. Say, you know, that's the kind of person that you that you are. It's just it's just in you. It's no fake front. It just flows. So, well, you guys, we have really enjoyed this interview on today. We have reached the end of the show. Um, this is my favorite part of the show, not because my guests are leaving, but because it's the most impactful part of the show. So we have this situation, Fi, and I'm going to give it to you, and you just answer how you feel, because as I've mentioned before, y'all know why I do this. To all my loyal listeners, y'all know I do this because the suicide and depression rate has skyrocketed in this time, in this season. So we just want to provide as much inspiration into the houses and cars on your way to work as possible. So each guest that comes on comes understanding that already. So I'm going to give you this situation, okay? Sure. All right. There's a young woman out there with plenty of ambition, just like you. She's tried to get her brand out there. And finally, through the setbacks, she realizes I have kids. And although she's getting all of the media attention, she's hitting the magazines and she's now appealing to the masses. This woman can buy her kids anything they desire, but she still feels like there is something missing as it pertains to parenthood. Out of all the things that money can buy, as a mom, what's the number one thing she should provide to her children? So it would be protection, to protect your children. And my reason for saying that is because of my lack of protection, I grew up too soon. Um, I was... I was um, raped. I was, I was molested. Um, I was, um, I was abused, and mentally and physically abused because my parents didn't protect me. And um, that I, I lived with a certain trauma because of it. So I would say, at all costs, no matter what, don't lose sight of how important protecting your children and protecting their peace and letting them be a child for as long as they can. 
not letting them grow up too early. Well, you heard it. But when I tell you that that is not even the half of her story, honey child, that ain't even the half. When I sat down and actually talked with her, she has gone through a lot. But what I like about Fi is that no matter how much dirt was thrown at her, she stayed inside of the race. By the grace of God, she's still here. Yes, Lord, going through abuse, enduring bad relationships, and losing all that she had was a sacrifice. But that adversity is what sculpted her into the successful businesswoman that she is today. With that being said, I want to know something. Are you faced with a tough situation right now? If so, grab a hold of whatever strength you have left and say, God is enough. Say that one more time with me. God is enough. Know that you too have purpose. You are loved. Someone somewhere is admiring your qualities even if it's in silence. Reflect on that last challenge you had. And remember that if God brought you out before, he can do it again. Just hang on in there, my sister and my brothers. Now, if you would like to reach out to Fitini, also known as the Networking Queen, no worries, I have linked everything down in the description below. But her website is Fitini, F-Y-E-T-I-N-I.com. Feel free to reach out to her for business inquiries, products, and services that she has available. Now, as for me, and to keep up with the Changed Up Now What movement, go ahead and visit www.cu-nw.com now. Thank you guys so much for your support, for coming on, listening to the shows, supporting the movement, and for all that you do. We really appreciate it. And remember, it is not until you are truly fed up that you will change up. But after you've changed up, then what? Be sure to come back next time for more inspiration.